RadioInfluence.com. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's your man, DJ Aiken Tampa's most connected DJ. Uh, I am back this week with the uh, DJ Aiken podcast. And um, lo and behold, shout out to my guy, Jason, who is always here because Jason is always about this job that we have here. But Jason. Take a look at who made it back all nice and tan from Tulum or the, her world traveling ways. Uh, Miss Melissa L is back. Hey, Melissa. Hello, Egan and Jason. It's lovely to be back. Oh, it's a lovely tan you got popping off right there. Is that the before Tulum tan or is that the after Tulum tan or is that just, you know, something you wear off? You, 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 you're looking, look, look, I have to give you your props. You're looking quite marvelous in the tan area. You're like, your skin is like glowing as if, you, <laughs> as if your ass been on vacation. That's what it looks like to me. I wish. No, I stay around the sun, but if you can't tan, you know, I'm always like this. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Oh, <laughs> oh so wait, wait, you slid in it. So you're saying that you didn't go on vacation. Is that what you're saying? I did. Oh, a few I, weeks I was going to say, we're going to get some. Va- a few we- weeks ago, that was on the 23rd of August. We're now in September, two weeks in. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my I'm Lord. always this lovely and tan. Oh, oh my Lord. <laughs> and the glowing, uh, we got to give a shout out to Anastasia Beverly Hills. The highlight. He's doing his job. I, I guess I opened the door for that one. I guess I opened the door for that one. So um, now that you're back, though, because um, because you were gone a couple of weeks, a couple of things went on here. Um, how was the vacation actually? And 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 where where did you go with your traveling ways? Because you know, if if I'm going by the by the IG movement, it's been quite a party out there. Yeah, I saw your little recap video. I was lucky enough to get like a. Teensy weensy cameo in your recap video. Um, I saw some, you know, I saw some dancing. I saw a few drinks. I saw some bathing suit action. I saw some tanning. Um, how how was the vacay? Listen, have you ever been to Tulum? No, nah, I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid Tulum. Why? Because I honestly think that if I go to Tulum, I'm going to be like I heard uh, Pharrell was when he went. I heard when Pharrell went to uh Brazil, he ain't want to come back. <laughs> you know what? I don't blame him. Pharrell is, that's my fake husband, by the way. But um, I digress. Anyways, Tulum, um, it was really, really nice over there. Super cheap. Um, so you could have a lot of a good time with just a little bit of money in your pocket. I ain't going to lie to you. Except the electricity goes out a lot. But other than that, we arrived and there was no AC. We get to the hotel and they're like, hey, welcome. Uh, here's a complimentary drink. And we're like, wow, this is great. You know, uh, I feel VIP up in here. And then they're like, yeah, by the way, um, there's no electricity. And did I'm like, to, okay, so what's the ETA? Did you go to Tulum on a Groupon? They're like, yeah, we don't know. Did you go to Tulum on a Groupon? <laughs> no, I didn't. Just, I didn't. Just, um, I mean, I'm just saying. No. Electricity so the went island, out. The, not the island. So the city of Tulum is growing a lot, um, really, really rapidly. And it's become a destination spot ever since, you know, the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people are going there. But let me ask you this. Are they becoming a destination? Did they become a destination spot during the pandemic because they was the only ones letting people break all the damn rules like we were here in Florida? Because Florida was a destination spot, too, but for all the wrong reasons. Right. <laughs> and I honestly, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna let you tell me a little bit more about your vacation. But I really didn't know. You know, I'd heard people going to Mexico, right? Everybody might mm-hmm. be going to, you know, Cancun, a couple of different places. It seemed like during the pandemic was when I really started hearing like Tulum. Yo, you got to go to Tulum, mm-hmm. Tulum, Tulum, Tulum. And, and the young lady that I was seeing at the time, she was in Tulum. And I was getting a taste of Tulum every day on whenever the Internet worked or whatever. She was like calling me from over there. And, and I was like, oh, Tulum. And then I just started seeing everybody at Tulum. 
So now that you've gone, okay. So the experience is, it is worth the money, is what you're it saying. It is worth the money. It is. Um, we, my friend and I, my friend Danny, we got a hotel, um, apartment style hotel, two like beds and everything. And it was $500 between the two of us. So we split it 250. Yeah. Yeah. It's a steal. Um, I could move to Tulum. <laughs> you could, honestly. Like, so the currency is really similar to where my parents are from, uh, Honduras. So my parents, country it's 20 of theirs is one dollar of ours and it's like 18 pesos is one dollar of ours so yeah so he was the, the limit he was over there roddy which was playing in your background balling he was balling over there what making it wow. rain <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well let me ask you this mm-hmm. do you think it's better it would have been better though if you would have went like with your significant other and it not, I mean, do you think like, say if somebody's asking you right now, they say, Melissa, should I go like with my boys, with my homegirls or should I go, is it a couple's vacation? If you it could can weigh definitely it be a couple's vacation, uh, a vacation. Um, you know, I'm in a situation where my significant other doesn't drink, doesn't go out, doesn't like to do any of those things. So it would be a really different sort of trip uh, if I were to have gone with him, it probably still would have been as fun. Right. But I wouldn't have gotten to get lit. Um, your, ass, your ass would have had to go hiking. You know, that's we did go hiking. Though. Oh. Um, so anytime that I travel, like quick tidbit about me, anytime I travel, I do make sure to hike because we don't have that kind of stuff here in Florida. So it's too flat. You know what? You just don't even strike me as the kind of girl who owns sneakers, honestly, to be honest. I mean, I know you do, but, you know, every time I see you out, you know, you got legs out, you know, you got them heels on. You, know, you hit me with a little, a little little, Latin flavor. So I was like, I don't even know if the lady owned no sneakers, but I, I do know because I know you work out. But, you know, if I was just going by the gram and how, how you, you know, when the when the situation happens, be like, you ain't, Melissa ain't going hiking nowhere. She probably didn't even bring no sneakers over here. Preferably, you know. I like to be five inches above the ground because, you know, I got to flow. Like oh. if everybody else wants to be on the floor, like that's fine, you know, but I don't want to feel like, you know, I don't want to feel like a peasant. You know, I want to be above like five inches tall or five inches off the ground. Is, is that the average heel length you look for? Heel height um, that you look four for? Four to five inches. Yes. Anything below that, like you need to grow up. <laughs> wait wait no you know what though no, i ask you that and, and we're gonna get into the show in a second i think that a lot of times right sometimes i'll be i've, I've been out in the club and a girl be in there and she with a heel and and just look at my fingers now it's like it'd be like an inch right and i'd be mm-hmm. like why don't you just put on some flats like what you got what you what do you have that on for in a club at that point yeah like to me okay so I grew up a tomboy. So it's really funny that you say, hey, I don't even think Melissa owns sneakers. I grew up a tomboy. And so my mom being from another country and having a different perception of what women are supposed to be like, my mom would be like, Melissa, I don't care that in this country they call it tomboy, tomgirl, whatever shit that is. You're going to learn to walk in these shoes. I've been learning how to walk in heels since I was like 10 years old. My mom would tell me to make a circle around the living room, put your shoulders back, one foot in front of the other one, don't roll your eyes, smile, and don't look down. Um, I could run in those. I've been in shootouts before where I'm like, oh shit, let me run. <laughs> You're not gonna catch me and I'm not gonna fall. <laughs> so so you so if you had a party and it's a scary you a scary movie action and you got on heels, you not dying? No, listen, there was a shootout one time in Ebor. I was there with someone I was dating at the time. And uh, I don't know why he was looking for me in the back. 
bitch, I'm gone. Like I'm in front of you. Like, come on, come on. Like in my five inch heels. I mean, it just, it makes your legs look better. You look great, you know, makes the legs look slimmer. It just makes it sexy overall. And if you can carry yourself, like you're winning. Uh, if you were in two inch heels and you at this big age, like what you need a kitten heel for? Is that Go what it's called? It's called a, wait, it's called, what is it called? It's called the kitten heel. <laughs> I think I'm still stuck on that first one. She's like, if your ass is wearing a one inch heel, you need to grow up. I'm just, that's that's what I'm going to stay on the mic to. Hey, girl, you need to grow up. This ain't a party for you. You need to grow up. I'm going to say that too. Yeah. Because I'm like that. The fuck is you wearing that for? So, okay. So you go to pick up one of your friends uh-huh. and they have on, what did you just call that heel? A kitten heel. They have on a kitten heel. Do you be like, girl, you try me or do you just let them come with you? You can't be my friend if you're wearing kitten heels. Oh, Listen, oh. my friends hit me up before we're going to go out um, and they always ask. Actually, I might be outside for a little bit tonight and I get asked, Melissa, what are you wearing today, tonight? And I go, oh, tonight I feel like being casual. I don't feel great. You know, it's my time of the month. Uh, you know, I'm just going to dress cute. But everyone knows I'm going to be wearing five inch heels. The outfit could be whatever, but the shoes still got to be high. Wow. And you'll and you'll tell one of your girls be like, yo, you got to you got to. Don't come to the club with me if you're going to be wearing some flats or something hideous like that. Like, don't. I will consult you before we get there. I'll be like, listen, that's not it. That ain't it, sis. <laughs> wow. It's, you know what? My parents are. My mother's not from here. Right. So my mom really had no problem roasting me before I was going to walk out the door. You know why? Because she wanted to make sure I didn't look stupid <laughs> like right. while representing her, myself, outside of the house. So she would tell me. Mm, that doesn't look good. You, you know what I love. Change. You know what I love most about when you talk about your mom, though. When you do your, when <laughs> you do your mom's accent, whenever you talk like like your mom talks, whenever whenever you've ever talked to me and you be like, my mom says this, Eakin, and then you go into her accent, I just picture like I know, I feel like I know your mom. Like right when that happens, I do. You know, my mom looks like what I would look like about twenty years from now. Um, so we we look a lot alike, actually, and. That's how she sounds, like exactly to a T. I have to bring you to our to her house one day. She'll have to cook for you. She's gonna be like Melissa. Who is this friend? This is the Eakin. Quién es? <laughs> He's in the radio. Okay. Well, okay. I made some rice and beans. <laughs> Wait, I love how all Latin moms go too. He's in the radio. Like, like I'm in the radio, like he's in the radio. And, and and I've heard different Latin moms actually say that too, or Latin aunts or whatever. Be like, this one's in the radio. And I get it. I'd be like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. Right. Don't correct her. Oh, no. Maria no. is crazy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I didn't come out this way for no reason. Well, I ain't gonna blame that totally on your mom, but if that's the story we're running with, hey, uh, you, you you know you, you know what I want to ask you before uh, my man Savon gets on, and we're gonna be talking about uh, a couple of things that jumped off in LA this week. Um, what's your favorite um fast food restaurant? Like, do you do you do like do you do anything fast food like uh, barbecue? Port, Portillos, Port, Portillos is like what the the hot dog spot, Five Guys, Chick Fil A. Like you do any of those? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't she, gain weight. <laughs> yo, you're looking at me like you're looking at me like name something that I don't do. Like that's Let how you're looking see. at me. You know what? That's the exact attitude you should have when it comes to me because I do everything. But um I digress again. Uh if I'm on the West Coast, I have to have in and out. Right. It's my first stop no matter no matter what. I don't care what time it is, I'm going to in and out. Right. Um if we're like here 
I like Portillo's. I like a good hot dog. I like Five Guys hamburgers. Um, I get the little bacon cheeseburger. You have to get a little burger at Five Guys. For the longest time, I used to go in and get a regular burger. And then I was real. I was like, yo, why is this always? I'm ready to go to sleep, like in the restaurant. And then mm-hmm. I realized there was a little hamburger, right? And I was like, this is probably what I should be getting because this other <laughs> burger. Second of all, this other burger is like uh, $37 when you order it. So I definitely started getting a little burger because when you can, leave, you can get one bag of food at Five Guys and it's like $37.26. You'd be like, bro, I didn't even get a drink in here. Yo, um, I went in the other day. Same thing. This inflation thing is crazy. Yeah. The reason I asked you that, though, because I wanted to ask you, is there anything that Chick-fil-A doesn't do? Like, Chick-fil- oh, oh my God. like, 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 first of all, right. Like I give chick, like, I don't care what anybody says. If I, any kind of a customer service operation that you have, in my opinion, you should make your workers go to Chick-fil-A a couple of different times. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people I think have forgotten that mm-hmm. it's called customer service for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, the thing I like about Chick-fil-A is it really doesn't matter what your mood is. When they tell you my pleasure, you just feel like, I don't know, I just suddenly feel warm inside when they say my pleasure, right? And they, like, I'm not saying, like, the food is good. I'm not saying it's the best chicken I've ever had or this and that and the other. But it do feel like they actually care about you a little bit at Chick-fil-A. Like, I have something funny to say about that. So I love Chick-fil-A. Right. Right. Their peach milkshake. One of one. I have never even had a peach milkshake from Chick-fil-A in my life. You need to have it. Um, is that all year so, round or is that a certain time? Is that only Halloween? Is that all year round? Um, I don't know. Like I've, every time I've gone in there, they have the peach milkshake. So I I think it used to be like uh, like seasonally, but then they changed it. I don't know. You know, what's but amazing to me. The, the amount my- the amount of food and food groups that you know about being your size, like like. The amount of of don't judge a book by its cover, boo boo. <laughs> you know what I was waiting for you to say. Your famous line to me: "Don't do me, Ekin. Don't do me, Ekin. Don't, don't do me." <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, but um, no. So first of all, I'm a foodie. I love food. I know all the restaurants and everything that they have. But when I first started going to Chick Fil A, and they would say, "My pleasure," it used to bother me. Why? Because I'd be like, there's nobody that's this happy about me asking them for something. They would just be like, "My pleasure." So I would try to go out of my way. To see if I could just get them out of that, out of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's good customer service, but like, it's okay to be agitated. <laughs> Melissa, hold on one second. Hold on. Let me let me let Savon in this room with us right quick, and then I'll get him Let's in because I want to I want to finish your thoughts there because I because uh, you, you're making me want to ask you something else too. Um, hey, Savon, first of all, meet my meet my lovely co-host, Miss Melissa L. It's my man, Savon Marshall. Out in LA, Epic Hi, Records, and all that good What's stuff. What's going on, Savon? Savon, give me one good. second because Melissa's in the middle of telling me we're talking about Chick Fil A right now, which I know you probably can relate to, and the my pleasure and all that. And she's telling me how she used to spend take her time to try to break them out of saying my pleasure. Go ahead. I, I don't. First of all, I don't even understand this, but this right here, <laughs> this right here, also too, Melissa. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not even surprised that you did it. You know why? You know why? I'm a psychopath. That and you're black. That's what black people do. That's what we do. We do. We 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 go in there and be like, you know, man, I'm so tired of hearing them say my pleasure. And and I'm in the car with my man, like, bro, why? Like, what's wrong with my pleasure? They they something me right. They they only go ahead, Melissa. Why, that, why? that was exactly my frame of thought. I was just like, okay, well, I mean, and I'm very good at customer service. Obviously, my day job is I work in human resources. Um, so I'm very good at being nice when I'm being paid to do it. Um and so <laughs> And so I would just wonder, I'm like, don't these people get mad? It just felt like something out of Stepford Wives. Everyone's like, my pleasure. 
but, my pleasure. <laughs> but, I agree with that, you know. But it Melissa, does seem like it's another time zone. Yeah, it but, felt but insincere. But Melissa, you come from customer. You come from human resources. Maybe that's wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think that that's just great training? I do, but I just, I want to see where the cracks are. I want to see where the room for opportunity is. I mean, this is also my HR mind, right? Let us pray. <laughs> let us pray. Look. The, <laughs> I gonna, let the congregation say yeah, amen because con- I know I need prayer. The reason I asked you that and 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 were, was there anything that Chick-fil-A won't do, right? Is because first of all, we know the whole, everybody talks about Chick-fil-A because they, they kind of like up here when it comes to the fast food. And of course, you know, if you follow Plies, Plies is forever giving Chick-fil-A like they props. Like Chick-fil-A this, Chick-fil-A that. And it just was a few days ago mm-hmm. that Plies was mad at Chick-fil-A because he was like, bro, I don't know what's going on these last three visits. But these ain't the Chick-fil-A fries that be on these pictures. These ain't the ones that be on the commercial. And the fries he pulled out that bag, they were definitely some fries that I would have been upset about if I was going to Chick-fil-A. Because that's the that's You know the why one. the fries look like that? Look, I know you're looking for Just, Chick-fil-A. No, hold on, hold on. I, I, I got a point. Yeah, we, know, a few course. days ago, I don't know if you saw it on the gram or not, but there's a video on the Shade Room where a Chick-fil-A employee stopped this man from hijacking a woman who had a baby. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to When I'm talking about anything, that what the Chick-fil-A won't do is because while we out here, that them fries that day Plies had, now that I'm thinking about it, because it happened in Florida, right? Might have been mm-hmm. because that dude was out there saving that lady that was getting carjacked. And I don't know what <laughs> job I could have. I don't know what job I could have that's going to make me run after a car while somebody getting carjacked. But this dude saw a lady getting carjacked with her baby and he ran over there, tackled a dude, and saved the day in his Chick-fil-A uniform. Man, Chick-fil-A just went up like two more points to me. I think, man, I'm going to go there with my app and get my app scanned three more times this week, man. Come get on. Get peach milkshake. Savon, <laughs> so you've been living for a while, bro. Is it, are you, are you, and I, I don't know whether he knew it before. Apparently, the dude that was carjacking the lady only had a stick. But okay, we in this world. Savon, you in L.A. Is it yep. is it a move you would make or would you probably have to wait and make sure the lady was okay once he let him take the car and then probably make a move? I mean, honestly, that car gone, man. <laughs> you and a baby good, and that car gone. Like you know, out here is different, right? Oh, so, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and he like it's a full blown video. He tackled the dude like they wrestling. I'm like, bro, like no. you, you like, you a full blown superhero in this Chick Fil A in this Chick Fil A. Uh, and kudos mm-hmm. to the dude, like like hats off, kudos. I'm not knocking what he did. Takes a very brave, you know, individual and soul to do that. Right, hands down. Me, I, no, I'm just not. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not paying me enough. That's why I couldn't work retail. You know, they would say, oh, you need to make sure someone doesn't steal. I am not running after somebody. You know what? The T-shirt is yours. You can have it. I'll fold it for you. You'll you fold it? Like, <laughs> like, yo, that's what we post it. That's what, quote, unquote, we have all these laws and police officers, right? Let them deal with that. Right. You mm-hmm. haven't done it to cause replace. At the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is replaceable. Right. Your life ain't. Boom. Boom. And, you know, and you know what just happened in L.A. So it's like. Is it is it worth is it worth it? Yeah, um, you can cross that line. You didn't you didn't segue me right to exactly I why <laughs> I wanted to have you here. Um, first of all, 
First of all, I want to thank you, man, for joining me and Melissa, man. This is my man, Savon Marshall, man. Known him for years. Um, let's get some background, first of all, on what you actually do, because you work at Epic Records, but I don't want to tell, I want you to tell people the story because there is quite a story there. And to be honest, like what's really crazy, crazy to me, and I think it's, it's really dope, is for how legendary that your pop is. But everybody that knows you, though, you have your own niche carved in as well of like, Nah, you know Savon here just because, you know, his daddy's... Nah, bro, like, I rock with you, how you rock. You know what I'm saying? Our relationship has been built on how we rock, and I think that is so dope, like... Because, you know, a lot of people, they have legendary people that around them, and they can't seem to get out of that, you know, and carve their own niche and do their job so dope mm-hmm. that people respect them for what they do as well. You know what I'm saying? So, a little bit of your history, man, and what you actually do for Epic Records. Um, Well, like you said, my father's Troy Marshall. God. 30 odd years in the game, you want to say, roughly. Gave, um, gave me a lot of my breaks. I got to, hey, let's, let's, let's give it up for Pops. I got to get Uncle Troy. <laughs> big, big, big Uncle Troy to me. Hey, and, 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 and while we on it, I, I don't, don't, you're not allowed to bring up the Rams this entire episode, okay? Screaming. I don't want to hear it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, don't worry, that's Pops. He's, he's the Rams fan. I, I know, he came out here. He came out here to the NFC Championship and hung out with yeah, me. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm not a Rams fan, so you ain't got to worry about me talking shit and all that. Like, yeah, Pops came I'm out here, NFC Championship, hung out with me, uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and took all the pictures, and then alright, we got this win, I'm out of here, Egan. Jump back on the plane, yep. it was gone. <laughs> and go there, I remember that. I remember that, that same game. That day, I mean, he left. But, um, so like you said, I work at Epic Records. I'm currently the West Coast Director of Urban Lifestyle Promotions. Um, in simplest terms, I deal with DJs, radios, and club alike, or radio and street alike, to make sure uh, they play um, our roster's music. You know, because, you know, our, some records are just for the streets and clubs. Some records are just for radio, and some encompass all of it. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much my. That's the simplest way I could put it for somebody who's not right. in the business, you know, um, of what I do in lifestyle. You know, that's overseeing. Excuse me, overseeing street teams in different markets, doing activations on the street level, whether it's a, a, a meet and greet with the DJs, dinner like you've been through a thousand of them. Um, club keep... runs in the market and, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. How how um. Let let's look at when you got into this, right? Like you know when you got into this, the, the digital thing definitely wasn't running crazy like it is right now. What's the biggest difference other than than I guess that piece up front, right? Everything is digital. What is when you've had I to mean, make? Let's say this. I... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. So I came in the game in 07, right, with Soldier Boy. Like, my first record I worked with Soldier Boy. Uh, you! Ah, there you go. Crank that. <laughs> oh, we know. Crank. He's the first one to do everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually my first record I worked um, in 07 when my dad put me on a, a street team at Interscope. So I was right there to see this whole digital explosion. Back then, it still wasn't big like it is now. We wasn't privy to it. We wasn't on it heavy. But just seeing the growth from that moment till now, how can you not expect if you was paying attention? Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the internet is the biggest street. 
because it goes to eight, what is it, eight billion people in the world? Right. In a moment's notice. Like growing up, like in my dad, you know, in the 90s, you know, probably with you, Ken, during that time, it took a while for music to travel from one place to the next. Right. Now it's instant. Right. Whatever your local uh, midnight is on East Coast, bam. Music hits worldwide. No, no problem, no stop. If I'm, if I'm releasing a record in the U.S., it's going to Canada, it's going to U.K., it's going to uh, Japan, China, like it's going everywhere. Right. There's no delay. You you just jumped into something that I was going to ask you because I and I thought I had this question. You just kind of like jump right on it because I was going to you know when we're talking about being hot in the streets, right? And and again. The reason I asked that is because let's 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 use a, a record that's bubbling right now. And I don't know, Melissa, have you heard okay. this record? This record, Munch. Okay, Ice Spice, Ice Spice yeah. right? Yes, okay. You know, now, now, hold on, yeah. hold on. I'm gonna give it to you. Now, if you look online or you look at a couple of posts that have gone around, it's this record is the hottest record in the street. Like that's what that's what the post will say. Right. Like it, it'll be like it's the this is the hottest record in the streets. Now, I have a nephew that is on the street all the time in New York on the phone with him and a few of his friends and they like we don't really rock with this in the streets like that but back to your point what he made me think of by saying that though and then you jump right on it though when people are saying the streets now though is it really the block or is it tiktok the internet is that the streets now it's the internet and you're a fool not to think that mm-hmm. you're a fool not to think that i don't care who that offends if, if he, like I come from the east side of LA, not like this segue where he what ha- what happened is Manchester and Maine. I grew up on Florence and Maine, literally the next major street down to one ten. Right. That's literally a seven minute drive for me. What ha- what what happened where I grew up? So I get where your cousin, or you know, I'm sorry, your nephew is saying. Right. From that point of view. But. As a open-minded or just accepting what the time is today, you have to say it's the internet. How can you not? Mm-hmm. You just can't. The good and the bad that comes with all the fake gangsterism and the hardcore stuff, and, and and be able to touch people instantaneously at a moment's notice is the biggest street. So and at the end of the day, what's the number one rule: majority rules. Everybody don't like everybody don't say Jay Z's the goat, right? But majority says Jay Z's the goat. So what do we say? He's mm-hmm. the goat. Yeah, Melissa, you was gonna jump in on here with the Ice Spice thing. Yeah, no, I uh, I heard the song, the the Munch song. Well, an excerpt of it, right? Because it was on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And um, at first, I started laughing. I was like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> like, um, but after like the third or fourth clip, I saw it. I'm like, "Oh, he a Munch." <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I got cousins from New York, you know, and I can remember um, back in the day when they would get new music, they would get like the bootleg CDs. They will come visit here in Florida in the summers. They will come with the CDs, you know, stuff hadn't dropped here in Tampa yet. And I'd be like, oh, this is lit. This is dope. Um, but he's right. Like the biggest street is is definitely the internet. My cousins in the Bronx might not be listening to Ice Spice or Spice Ice or whatever it is, Spice Girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she was right. on everybody's TikTok page, you know? Right. Um, thus making its way to me and being like, okay, well, it's kind of catchy, I guess. As a record exec, exec though, 
Sylvan. Does that make it harder though to determine which records are gonna stick though? Because yeah, we know you know because you know when the streets right when the streets love something they got you for a long time. But we also know the streets will get rid of you mm-hmm. too quick. But it seems like with the internet now, almost everything is it's going so fast. How do, how do you so, as a as a record as a record guy and your team with the amount of you know the amount of things that you guys put out over there? How do you determine what we got to really keep going for because that's going to stick or we even when it doesn't move at first we think it's going to stick. So this this is this is my 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 piece on that. You ne- we're talking about was it fifteen seconds to roughly a minute now of something, but let's just say most of the time it's 15, 20 seconds we're talking about of a record. Right. You can never judge a, a record's potential for 15 seconds of anything. And nine times out of 10 is just a hook. Right. Then you get into the record, you'd be like, what the f- is this? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know if we could cuss on you or not. No, you good, you good, you can go, oh. you good. Well, you be like, what the fuck is this? Right. When you listen to the whole minute, minute 30, two, two, 30, whatever it is. So it's like, and then the biggest question, do we have anything else after this? Yeah, that's a big one. Because remember, the business is about consistency. You don't got to have hits after hits after hits after hits. You just got to be consistent with your music and have a hit maybe once every two years. And you good, long career. Is that Jay-Z's what he's proven that? Is that what it's proven? Is that what it's become now? Though we gotta keep, we gotta keep because I, you know, like years ago, I never forget. I, I gave my barber right. I get all these mixtapes right, and I'm like, man, my barber, my, one of the kids in the barber shop, man, he loves Gucci, man, right? So I give him like three Gucci mixtapes. Ready to say no ever. You know what he said? He said, mm-hmm. I got to listen to these like today. He said because Gucci had put out three new tapes in a, in six days. And he was like, that's how much they were feeding him. So when I look at somebody like, say, even a young boy, right? And I'm, and I'm not really a person who follows young boy, but it seems like every time I turn around, they're talking about he's about to put out a new tape. You know, do you mm-hmm. do, you, do do you guys encourage your artists? They have to. How often should a song be coming out? Like every week? I mean, I'm still kind of old school. I believe you got to let a record breathe. But I understand a new generation and its content era. You know, their attention span is this big. Mm-hmm. They'll listen to an album one or two days and want something new already. Especially coming from these young acts like a young boy, a Polo G, a TJ, little TJ, little tech. Like, that's that generation, how they consume music. Where, like, I'm older than people think. I'm going to be 40. People still think I'm, like, young, 30, mid-30. Damn, you didn't crack. You look good, man. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. So I'm in that middle cusp of, yeah, I want instant gratification as well, and I'm done. But also now to take my time and enjoy a body of work or the process or something as well. This generation, they just went now, 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 and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what do we do? What do you do as somebody trying to break in, though? Like you know, like that, that, that and I, I'm asking this question not because of me, because I don't want to make a record at all. I don't. I tell people this all day. I mean, well, maybe sometimes I think that I could stand out there and you know make it pop. But when I, and an artist is asking me like, "Yo, Ekin, man, like, how do I do?" And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, with these numbers they be talking about that it takes to work a record. First of all, you better have a budget, or you better have some backing, right? I mean, first, uh, yeah. I mean, 
without question. It's it's it's, it's a beast created long before us. Um, you know, it's and this is a business. People just forget this. I don't know why this is still music business. Just like NFL team, uh, any professional sports team, they have to pay to play at that arena or stadium. They have to pay the employees of the of the um, organization, of the stadium organization, and all that. So this is a business. You have to spend money to make money. That's economics one on one. It just don't happen. The internet has made it easier to spend maybe less money and make more money, depending on how you know a TikTok blows up your record because TikTok's probably the greatest vehicle right now that correlates straight to streams and video views. <clears throat> but that's first and foremost. Second, in my opinion, stop acting like you know every fucking thing. Boom. You don't know shit. Want to know why you don't know shit? Because you're not signed. Because you learn a whole lot of shit once you get signed. Because you're forced to learn it. Because you want to know where the fuck you want to know where your money's coming from and how it's being spent. X, Y, and C, A, B, and C. So stop saying, stop thinking you know everything because you don't. You have no idea. You have no clue. None. Whatsoever. Well, and, and really, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. No, I, 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 then, go ahead. You got the floor, bro. You the executive, bro. I'm, oh, we no, here to listen three. to you. And we're here to listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and three, I would say, learn how to network properly. You as a DJ, you as you know a, a podcast pod, host, you know you get approached. We all get approached. People don't know how to introduce themselves. And I said, I'm old school, so I believe in a nice from handshake and look in my eyes when you talk to me. Mm-hmm. Not all that. Yeah, dog, yo, yeah, <laughs> Not the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so learn how to network, learn how to talk to people. Even if you got to just that 30 seconds, talk to people. I tell people all the time, I'm an introvert. I like being inside, being around people dreamy, but in my business, I have to be an extrovert. Right. And even though every single day that drains me, you know, I got to get up, you know, cast this check and pay these bills and feed these kids. So I'm going to make sure my people skills is on point to the best that they can be, you know, and that's it. Right. That's it. That's all. So those are like, those are the three things I would say for me right there. Yeah. I I think of course from that is a lot of subsets and other stuff. Yeah, I, I tell cats all day too that it is a relationship business. Like that to me is the is the biggest thing. Like I tell people all the time. Like when I when I came up with the Monica Tampa's most connected DJ, it was a reason. Like I cared if when you thought about Tampa, you called me. I cared that if mm-hmm. I called you, you picked up the phone. That's what matters to me because that's mm-hmm. how to me how opportunities happen. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of dope MCs, DJs, models, everything, but they don't get opportunities because to your point. They're not networking, and it also feels like everything is always one-sided, right? They're never there when you make the call. Even you might just make a call and be like, hey, man, I'm coming to the city, bro. Can you hang out with me while I go to a couple of spots? Bro, like, I, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've always been that dude. Like, you come to my city, like, oh, just somebody that you roll that you familiar with. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, okay, bro, yeah. I got to run a couple spots. We forget simple things like that. 
especially in this business because right. it's a, it's a real gimme 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 what can i what can i get out of you and even to me like being a vet in this thing i still feel like i want to answer the phone when people call me yo it might be something like can they just get an answer for something you know what i'm saying like i said yo like for me to be able i don't think your dad even knows how much it made my day that i was able to get him a ticket to the game <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Like that, that, like that man, like I'm, and I'm saying what I was a young pup when I met him, right? And he treated me like I had been in this game for, yo, we doing the 50 Cent Get Rich movie premiere. Playing reservations, I need your information, you coming. Like that's how he was treating me. You understand what I'm saying? 50 Cent interview, boom, you got it, I got you. Super Bowl ticket, boom, you in. So for me to be able to just, when he called me and I was like, maybe. And I was, because, and I, like I said, I'm, definitely not that he didn't have the money you know what i'm saying but like to your point it was it's such a relationship thing that i felt like damn uncle troy asked me something and i was able to get that shit, get that shit done you know what i'm saying and he had a good time and you know and and people i think that that's what one of the biggest things that's getting lost out here with the phone and with everything moving at the push of a button that people are forgetting you know these handshakes like like my relationship with melissa it really comes from like we just get along and it's cool right like and she talked about some things she wanted to do and i was like Shit, you probably can do those things. We probably just need to get you in the room. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we rock. And it's not like nobody owes me anything. But I think to your point, that's a big one that a lot of these artists and people who want to be in this business should definitely understand, too, that it is definitely a relationship business. People almost look at you funny when you have good social skills. You know, for me, you know, I'm coming from I'm a woman. You know, they look at you crazy. Um you know, and just like yourself, you know, because obviously Melinden don't crack. Um, I'm a little <laughs> older than what most people think I am, too. I'm 31. Right. So raised oh. same way, old school. When I go to somewhere, I'm not here like, oh, you know, I'm just no. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Melissa. This is what I do. Uh, this is what I would like to do. What do you do? Who are you? Oh, let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. And people right. look at me and they go, even with my handshake, they go, that's a strong handshake. How else was I supposed to introduce myself to you? (laughs) What did you expect? Um, And then when I sit down and I'm like, okay, let's talk about what we can do or what, how we can help each other here. Oh, well, you, you too serious. No, this is, this is business. We can, we can be friends. We can be cool, you know, but um, let's let's get it started. Let's get it popping. Business, business. Don't forget that people blow that line of, friendship and business, family and business. Mm-hmm. Business is business, you know, and if you can't accept that, then you'll need to be in this business. Go to another business. You, you, you know what's crazy is probably somebody that's a genius at that, that's mastered that is, is on your label, right? And you, you look at the comments that be under like Khaled's picture of what Khaled may not do. Khaled didn't do this and this and that and the other. Khaled is the master of relationships, bro. Like he got everybody on his albums. Like, like, and so <laughs> when you work and 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 I've interviewed Khaled before and had 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 lots of talks with him. When you're working with a dude like that who gets up in the morning and I know Khaled, so I believe it when he's like constantly on the go and want to get it done, want to get it done, right? Everybody has never has never met Khaled, right? so they may think it's just an online persona, this, that, and the other. When you're working with a dude day. like that that wants to go, does that inspire you as an executive or a dude that's that's helping him? Does that make you want to go that much harder for him? I mean, yes, because it makes my job easier. Let's be real. He has great relationship with artists and great relationship with with for my case, radio. So it makes my job easy because he do so much for radio, for press, 
It's like, you look like, yo, I got to win for this dude. We got to do this for this dude because he puts in so much work when he don't have to. Remember, Kelly's at a level, he don't have to do all this. Mm-hmm. Right. But he still wakes up, hits the pavement running, and you got all out he can't get him to do one drop, one interview, one nothing. And think they're going to succeed and win or have staying power. Mm-hmm. Like, people who win have a certain work ethic that you just not going to understand. Right. And until you understand that, you'll always be in the shadow. Mm-hmm. You you will always be left behind or put out the game and pushed off the field. Man, you know what they think so nowadays. You, you know what that's they think, Savon. You know what they think. I made a record. That's that's, that's hey, what's crazy. This this how they come to me. Hey, yo, Eakin, I got this record. And when I just stand there, I'd be like, okay. okay. And I had to tell dudes <laughs> like, hey, man, like I didn't tell you to go make no record. I'm not obligated to you now because you made a record. Like I didn't tell you to make a record, and you only <laughs> talking to me because the moniker starts with DJ. Like people will really go home and make a record, and all of a sudden it's like. Eakin, I can't believe you don't break. Bro, how you know I don't only want to play 90s music? How do you know that? Like, you don't <laughs> you don't know if all I, maybe all I want my parties to be are old school joints. Maybe I just do boom bap parties. So, yeah, and that's cool. Like, every DJ, just like every rapper, every artist, every creator, because y'all creatives too. Mm-hmm. Y'all have y'all, y'all, y'all vision that y'all want for your creativity, for your brand. Mm-hmm. And if people can't respect that, fuck them. Yeah. That yeah. part. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on a much smaller scale because, you know, I'm coming up. I'm under Eakin's wing. Um, <laughs> these wings are, these, but, these wings you know, are not like good. when I started off and I was like, oh, I want to I want to do modeling, you know, you ain't under I'm my model, wing with modeling. I can't even they won't even let me next to the runway. I'm dead. <laughs> they won't even let oh, me. They, up. I got a runway show coming up. Yeah, oh, but that's a, but under my <laughs> wing. They want they be like, hey, bro, who you, bro? Who you, bro? No, hey, I know Melissa. Know. Hey, I know Melissa. I know, you know, <laughs> always in the five inch heels. That Melissa. Yeah, I know her. That <laughs> but one. coming up in this game, right? This is what I've always wanted to be doing. Something kind of like in the journalism route, um, you know, definitely involved with music. Um, you know, even so, even that has been networking, networking, networking. Like, I don't even know how I met you, but I know that I've met you and have met so many other people that I maintain relationships with because of you. Um, I just don't think people have those same values nowadays. I mean, they don't they don't think about that. They just think, OK, I'm going to get there. And then, boom, like there's no plan. Like, I'm just I don't got to work no more. It's crazy. business. Man. Um, mm-hmm. I got a you know, you know, when I reached out to you, man, uh, one of the things I and I, I told Melissa this, I said, yo, like one of the, sometimes when we when we have these stories, as sad as they are, you see the news, you see all this chaos. And I wanted to reach out to somebody that was actually living in L.A. that I know I respect that moves around the space as well as this entertainment thing. Um, and we're talking about the the loss of uh, another rapper this week, uh, PMB Rock. Right. We lose him on the 12th. Uh, one of the Roscoe's locations out there in in California, and I'm on. First, I want to play the actual the news. Um, you know what's on the news right now that that we're hearing. You know, for the rest of the country, and then I want to get some insight from you on like you know just out out there. First of all, moving around that area, you know, Cali. Period. Because I think there's a lot of like you know I know Ice T speaks on it a lot. You know, but we get a lot of like to your point earlier, right? Because things move so quick across the internet. And now with the, in the world of blogging, it ain't about fact checking. It's just about who can get it out there first. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yep. immediately when he was killed, the narrative was running crazy that 
It's his girlfriend's fault. She put his location no. up. It, look, no, I don't, no. I, I don't, I don't, wait, I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just saying like out here on the news. And I'm gonna pl- I want to play the, the news thing. And then I want to get into, you know, letting you give us some more insight. About that. Right. So let, Jason, let's first, let's drop what the actual news thing is, is playing right now. Go ahead. Yes, and Chief Michael Moore just confirmed a few minutes ago that he was targeted because of an Instagram post. There were actually a couple, one from the rapper himself in the back parking lot when they first got here, giving somebody enough time to get here and kill him, and then another one from his girlfriend when they were sitting at the table. So, Haley, just to clarify, Chief Moore says somebody saw that Instagram post saying that he was at Roscoe's, and then that suspect came to the restaurant because of that, looking for the jewelry specifically. Is that what they believe right now? Yes, he does believe that he was targeted because of the Instagram post. Now, I talked for an extensive amount of time to the property manager here, who was actually the one who gave him the chest compressions, the CPR, trying to save his life. And he confirmed with me that the rapper posted on Instagram in the back parking lot at Cadillac with his girlfriend telling people that they were here. He was in the restaurant for about 45 minutes, and then the girlfriend posted an Instagram story about her food when they were sitting at the table. And he, of course, made you know, made it clear that people need to be really careful what they're putting on social media because you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable state. Obviously, nobody expected this to happen. It's just absolutely a tragedy. Boom. Okay. Now, just for everybody who may not have seen the news before I let my man Sylvan loose here, PMB Rock, um, hip-hop artist from Philly, been on some pretty big records. Secret Selfish is one of his biggest of his own where you may know him at for sure if you're not deep deep in this culture is the YFN Lucci record um, Every Day We Lit he did the hook on that which is you know that's that's a crazy one for stadiums and games and that type of thing so if you go that's where you've probably definitely heard his voice at um, he's been on some other big records too but if I can think of one that, that commercially crosses the line you know what I'm saying in a place that like would be in a stadium or something like that that's definitely going to be you it that huh did you work that uh, Lucci record oh you did my dad actually wore that record. That, that was a big one. That 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 record. Mm-hmm. That record still go as a matter of fact. You ain't gotta get you can give him that hook, yeah. honestly. Um so um PNB Rock is is in uh California. Um and, and you can help us with some insight on this because there's been some confusion which for some people just don't know. There are numerous Roscoe's locations now in California, right? There's not just, you know, there used to be like everybody talked about like go to Roscoe's. Now there's quite a few. So, no, there's always been roughly five okay. locations. So you have the famous one, La Brand Pico. Uh, you have the, they just built a new one on La Brand in Washington. There's one on Sunset and Gower. That's the Hollywood location. There's one in Pasadena, not too far from the Rose Bowl. There's one in Long Beach, and there's one in Anaheim, not too far from Disneyland area. Gotcha. So it was that's about six, I think. Six or seven, yeah. Five, five, let's say between five to seven, because I, I wasn't counting like that. Uh, on the one in Manchester, Maine, which is the east side, the area I grew up in, of South Central Los Angeles. Right. Um. So the first thing I want to touch back in is is the girlfriend. People blame the girlfriend for her post and calling her a setup chick. I'm tired of that narrative when a woman, especially a black woman, is involved. So I'm not gonna sit and say there's not uh, there's not women out there like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I believe this was his girlfriend and the mother of his one of his children. Yep. 
I believe she's one and the same. Yep. And of, of his of a young of his youngest child. That woman lost her partner in co-parenting. I lost my mom when I was 15 from cancer. So I know how it is to to lose a parent young per se. Mm-hmm. Not as young as the babies, but I was 15, freshman in high school. We as a people, and I know it's probably gonna fall in depth, is we have to stop that when it comes to black women. I'm sorry, I have to say that. Um, and I've been saying that, I've been saying that period in this whole situation. Far from a set up chick. And I hate to see that even black women are attacking her, let alone just the black community. So first and foremost, y'all fuckers are stupid, period. Secondly, um, they was posting shit all day. Let's be real, both of them posted location and shit all fucking day. Right. Third, like I said, it's on the east side of LA. People from LA don't like going there. Too many hoods around there. It's not highly patrolled. A lot of stuff goes on. And in that parking lot alone, there's a liquor store and there's a barbershop. And if you're from the area, all the, you know the Jack Boys are there, period. That's why now, I know y'all probably seen it, that a, 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 a verse from Games, uh, I think it was called the documentary, Unreleased Tracks that didn't yeah, make the album. that one started floating around. Like, when you talk about the ice teas and, and all the music that comes off from LA and people talk about that, this shit is not for entertainment. This right. is our life stories coming from there, and this is how we move. It's like I said, there's people from L.A. that don't go there. I grew up there, and I became more mature and got older in age. I stopped going to that, Roscoe's. Even though I grew up there, my grandmother is still in that area because we have one of the oldest families in the neighborhood. When I go over there, they be like, well, we want Roscoe's. She want Roscoe's. I don't go to that one no more. I drop all the way to Peak on La Brea. To get the Roscoe's, or I go to the one in Inglewood. I forgot about the one LAX because both of those are high patrolled areas. Right. Of course, one in Inglewood because it's by LAX, and the one in LeBron Pico is not a police station too far. Mm-hmm. So I go, I go to both of those when she want Roscoe's because it's a safer environment. I'm not saying it's not still dangerous; it's just safer. Right. They're going to the like. I don't know why he even on that side of town. He, I know he moved to LA. I know. I think he's staying in the Valley. Else, I don't know why he was even on that side of town first and foremost. Right. That's been a big. T- that's been a big part of the talk too. Like, why was he of? You know, even if you know a little bit about L.A., you know, and, and I've been to L.A. quite a few times, right? And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things yeah. that I that I get when I go out of town, that's first and foremost to me, is just how I'm even out and moving around, right? Apple Watch. I'm cool with that. All dude, like the extra jewelry and and all that craziness. When you know that. You know, and you know you moving without security, like that's just like we living in this world now. Like this mm-hmm. is just the world we live in. Even not even being Agreed. there, you know, to me that's as real as it get right there. First and foremost, of like you're asking without asking for for a problem to come at you with what that much with you know with with jewelry on and and extras, you know, and that don't necessarily make you scared. That just make you mindful of your surroundings. Because, again, that location, it ain't the first time somebody been jacked. It ain't the first time somebody been shot. It's the first time somebody been famous. I think a lot of the time, too, like people from different regions, like um, like I know he's originally from Philly. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got family from New York. I'm from New York. And people will say, oh, 
they say is is rough out there, but it's not that bad. It's not like here. I'm gonna be okay. So I'm the only thing that I can think would possess him to even be in that spot is maybe him thinking, well, this isn't as bad as it is in Philly, and I get around the streets over there, so I'm good here. Um, not saying it's right, but and you know, and somebody told me that I was like, you know what, you know what makes LA so different between every other, and this is just my opinion, and and people might feel different. What makes LA so different when it comes to the the hood, the gangs and everything? Mm -hmm. We're represented by colors. Right. A lot of different neighborhoods or hoods, whatever, they, they it's, it's, it's a block, it's a section, old block, this, that. It's not, you can wear any color you want. You can't wear certain colors or drive a certain car and go to a certain area here. Mm -hmm. So, to be honest, and nothing against his stature, when somebody like that is walking in, they're not looking at him as pain, but they see that chain, they see that watch, they see that mm -hmm. ring. They like, oh, he's we about to get him. What is he doing over here? He's slipping. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I've known if he's from from the moon. They don't know where he was from or anybody from. They just see that, okay, we're gonna get that and go pawn it off and get some money. Right. They probably didn't know they killed PNB until it hit the news. They was like, oh shit, that is that nigga. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not looking at the face, they're looking at what's around him, what's on him. What can they take? You know, that's another thing that I have a problem with right now when it comes to, um, I think, this case. You know, everybody is, you know, bashing, you know, the baby mother and um, his girlfriend, you know, that woman. They're, they're bashing her. Where is the arrest? We spent all this energy wondering Thanks, how they bro, got him. Bro. Where is the arrest? Bro, <laughs> don't be real with you. Like I said, that place, that liquor store and that barbershop there always has jack boys. They might not be back there for a couple of weeks, let it die down. Mm -hmm. But one, you know the street of the code, ain't no one gonna say anything. Right. Right. Ain't no one gonna say anything. Another week or so, they'll probably be back up there robbing somebody else. So you would say just moving around in LA, right? Cause I've only been, you know, a handful of times. Um, just avoid certain areas? Facts. Don't come past Wilshire. Don't come okay. south of uh, uh, south of Wilshire. Don't come. Don't come south of Wilshire. Um, stay west of La Cienega. Um, you know, stay. I mean, downtown is kind of tricky, but it's getting better because they gentrifying it. You know, stay stay in the downtown in the in the valley and in, in the Hollywood and you know, I mean, gangs are everywhere, even in the valley, right. even downtown. In Venice Beach, you know, is gangs are definitely everywhere, but it's still safer areas to go. Like, just don't come to South Central. At the end of the day, we killed all. <laughs> like people forget, Nip got killed in front of his own store in mm -hmm. his city. Right. If, if if his own homie from the same hood, for whatever reason, on some bitch shit, killed a man in his own neighborhood in front of his own store, where that man grew up. And everything, what makes you think any out of town is fucking safe? Right. To even try to be big, bad, and bold. Mm -hmm. If you look at LA rappers who are gang bankers, the, the Roddy Riches, the OTs, the Joe Moses, the YGs, the Nips, they don't move like crazy in this city. 
And these people got passes in the opposite, especially like Nip. He was in everybody's hood. Right. One of his orders was from Bounty Hunters, which is, um, you know, and Watch is a blood gang. The same one, you know, J-Rock is from and all that. So it's like, if they move a certain way, what makes you think you don't? And that's and that release anyway. A LA rapper can't go to Tampa or in Atlanta streets and move mm-hmm. how they want, can't go to New York. That's just anywhere. Right. If you're gonna respect the politics of your own city, why are you not gonna respect the politics of another city? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, and especially if you're like immersed in that lifestyle. Like if you know, if you know yeah. better, yeah, you know, it's yeah, no and, excuse. And what was a little crazy about this one too was he just was talking too and and then of course you know as soon as something like this happens everybody rushes to get all their clips out right so the clip mm-hmm. immediately hit that he had just like been with academics and he was talking about someone that just pretty much tried to rob him maybe a couple of weeks before that right and i guess he felt like you know like he from what he talked about in the interview was like he figured that he could recognize this sort of thing right he was like you know like i i kind of saw that maybe he gave up his hand too early but i'm thinking to myself in its simplest terms to me, right? And this is just, uh, this is without knowing any hood. This is just knowing the world. This dude, first of all, PNB Rock can't be much bigger than me if he's bigger than me. He might be a little taller than me. You walking around with, let's just say a low end, 50 grand worth of jewelry on your neck. Like you said, in Cali, in a hood spot, by yourself. Like no kind of security, nowhere. You posting any and all of your locations, it's almost as if, like you said, you don't respect where you at. Like you just, you like we cannot be, and it's sad that we have to move like this because somebody else tweeted today, like we're talking about all this check-in stuff, and this is a, like a totally side point. Jack Harlow would never have to check in when he goes to L.A., but we have to check in, and he's in the rap game. I, I saw someone. I'll let you let that one simmer for a minute because I know it's simmering right now. I know it's simmering right now as I say it. No, because. I, I disagree with that, but I'm not going to talk on it. Right. Now, like we get- you know, so to all of that, to all of that with, with him moving around and that sort of thing, another question I have for you, though, is as an exec, and you have these artists coming to your market that you have to move around, and sometimes artists come out there and they get dates for clubs and that sort of thing. What's the advice that you give your artists when, you move on them, when you're moving them around? You know, let's just start with LA. I stay out of it. Because the gift and the curse, as you know, is not too many people in the business in LA from LA. Uh, me, po- me, and my pops. Honestly, maybe there's a couple of other, but for sure, like I know, in my immediate circle of mentors, my father's friends, and everybody, uh, it's not too many people in the music business that live in LA, that are from LA, let alone from the ghetto or the hood of LA. Uh. There's not too many people like that. I personally choose to stay out of it. Right. Because then the street stuff I got to answer to, and then there's the music business and my job stuff I got to answer to. And I don't want to be caught in the middle of that. Right. But when you say stay out of it, what do you mean exactly? Because I'm, I'm yeah, really asking. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give nobody's advice. Ah, okay. I give nobody no advice. I don't tell them to call anybody or talk to anybody or nothing. Right. 
but you just I, when I you're, so you basically just have your itinerary lined up of, of industry stuff that you have to do with them and you make those mm-hmm. rounds you make yep. those rounds gotcha yep whatever i put on that on that person's itinerary to do whether it's a club an interview a, a, a activation i stick to that strip i stick to that script and that's it I'm not finna. I'm not finna get involved in none of that because I don't want to have to deal with stuff when I go home. Right. Mm. I think, like, circling back to what you was talking about earlier, Ekin, about you know the check-ins. Um, you know, there's so many different outlets of social media we have, and even if you don't have social media, you have your location on your phone, and anybody can know where you are at any given point. Um, I do think, like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not nobody. But I have my location services turned off. Um, I don't check in where I am. If I'm going to take a picture somewhere, I'm going to post it when I'm at my house, maybe three days later. You know, I'm not there no more. Um, I think it's very careless. You know, of course, it's a loss. And may he rest in peace. He was a great artist. I think he was a great man. Um, All that jazz. But I think um, it's very careless as a celebrity, especially, to be somewhere in real time take the picture and post it while you're still there. If I'm a nobody and I don't do that, like why would you do that as a celebrity? That's that's the curse and the blindness of social media. That's the blindness of instant gratification. Everything gotta be now. The people want this content now, so you gotta give them. There's always a pressure for the artists to give, to give their fans or their consumers this, con- this content mm-hmm. right here, right now. And unfortunately, that leads to a lot of situations. So plain and simple, and it's, and it's very unfortunate. So who do you think Absolutely. is is so who do you who do you think um, ultimately should be helping provide some guidance in that? Should that be management? Should that be like their team or their circle? Or is that starting to or probably well, in the start, future going to start to fall on your side? From I, the, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Everything has to start with oneself. Boom. You gotta you gotta kill your pride, kill your ego, and understand that at the end of the day we're human. Right. We're fragile. You could get hit by a bus, you could get shot, you could get stabbed. But there's a million ways to die in this world. So I gotta start with oneself knowing that you're not invincible. I don't the hardest motherfucker could get shot and die. You can kill. A serial killer could get shot and killed. I think some people don't even think about that though, honestly. Like I um I started turning my location services off, you know, after I joined the military. I was in the military in my early 20s. And so when I was mm-hmm. turning turning 21, I went in and one of our trainings, they told us, hey, when you're in the real world as a soldier, you might want to have your locations turned off because you don't know, you know, if it's a, I don't know, like a terrorist, you know, they just they put it in my mind. And prior to that, I had never thought about it. Mind you, I'm 31. So I was raised during the wake of social media. Right. And so to me, okay. it was real normal to like take a picture of my food and be like, I'm here, you know, on Facebook because it was the new thing. It was cool. Um, you know, I never thought about it as like, oh, this is danger until later on. Someone put it in my head, my sergeant, whomever. And after that, I started thinking, I was like, man, that that is a danger because if my enemy, whoever it is, knows where I am. They're going to come find me or if somebody wants to rob me and I post on Facebook, I'm going to be out on vacation for a week. That means my house is empty. Um, But you don't some people just don't think about it. And 
I really want to, I really want to believe that this man just wasn't thinking about anything bad happening. Like I just, which is sad, but. Of course not. Cause again, it goes to the, to the ego of I'm invincible. I'm from a hood too. I'm from the street, but we're not in your streets. We're not in your hood. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not finna go to Philly and go to the hood cheese steak spot. Right. That's Bob. I'm going to go to Dino's. Right. right. The commercial thing that everybody knows about. I know the hood spot's probably fire as fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. But going, going back to, to what the... you said, you know, like about not getting involved, like you would never even say like, hey, this is a rougher area. You might not want to go to this area, but like not even. Nah. <laughs> so I, like, well, I, I, I think to his point, though, it's more so like more so like like because I like it's, it's kind of how I feel like when someone comes to Tampa, right? Like I'll be like, yo, I'm going to you with you to certain spots and they may say that they know somebody here and they're going to hit something else. I probably won't hit that with them because I don't really mess around in that area or I don't do certain things. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that is that put to your point. So I'm like, I, that's how I feel like I feel like come here. You go to the game with me. I rock with you. I'll take you to the game. We do a couple of things. I do dinner spots. I do that all day. But when they start talking about maybe going to certain spots that may be out of things that I just don't feel like doing. I don't wow. tell them I don't I'm to his point. I don't be like, well, you need to call this person. Unless it's somebody I just really, really rock with, like family, like maybe like a Tom G, somebody like that. But I don't really, you know, especially when they tell me, oh, I know about this. I know. Then I just kind of let them do their thing. would you say at any point, like, you know, just be careful there? Like, I'm not going with you, but just. Well, I start my life out with be careful. I mean, to that point, I mean, like I I, I tell people all the time, like to to both of your point, right? Like a a mass shooting can happen in the mall. So I tell everybody to keep I keep my head on a swivel if I'm in the airport. I just try to be like that. You know what I'm saying? I just, to Savant's point, I think that that kind of thing can happen anywhere. It's a couple mm-hmm. of things about this thing that, that really bother me, probably more than any of this stuff, though. Um, the one thing, the first thing that bothers me is I think the artists and all these people that are on the Internet that are doing all these things, right, like the PNB rocks that, that make these records, right, they make this music on the one hand, and then they're trying to live this life on the other hand what's getting lost in there somewhere because it's become almost like, oh yeah, it's, it happens all the time is we losing these brothers and all these people who are giving them the views and clicking now and doing everything else after they done clicking, they go back to their dinner tables or be in the suburbs or wherever they at and they still living and we steadily mm-hmm. losing these brothers out here, talent aside, we doing, all, like you said, we doing all this chaos on the internet of trying to show them and they are happily sitting in their good neighborhoods, clicking on our lives and we dying in real time. We losing people to repos right. and, and deaths. Right. And That's... everybody's so desensitized to it. Like, right. you know, the fact that we started off this conversation with another rapper has been shot. Like, damn, Nipsey, Pop Smoke. We got PNB Rock now. Like, the list is on. Right. And that that's my first issue with this, right? It's like, we're dying in real time. And it's becoming so such a thing that it just happens that, to your point, we're going, another rapper. Another mm-hmm. rapper. No matter where it happens at, it's another. And... All of these people that they're doing it for, though, because to your point, Sylvan, the Internet has become the street and it don't matter if the Mm -hmm. streets is in Missouri, Idaho, Wyoming or the inner city of New York. When it's when it's all said and done and this dude is dead, it's going to be something new to click on in two days. Right. Because that story is going to be over. Probably already moving on now because it's definitely not trending the way it was. Now, if they catch the dude in the next 24 hours, 48 hours, it'll begin to trend and pick up again. Right. My other problem with this is and I say this all the time. I don't know how many more times I can say it. Black lives got to matter to us, too. Like, like I can't treat the two. I can't treat the two of you 
like shit every day, be talking crazy to y'all, and then the minute a cop do something crazy or somebody that doesn't look like us does something crazy, black mm-hmm. lives matter. Black lives gotta matter to us too. And to me, that is where, like to your other point, it's gotta start here. If we don't, if I don't start acting like your life matter, like mine matter, like your life matters, like mine matters, we ain't gonna never get nobody else to care. I don't care how many signs, how many, how many hashtags mm-hmm. we post, Protest. because they all feel like we we disposable to each other. And I don't, right. I don't, and I no longer want to argue the point of, well, you kind of do things to people that are close to you. That don't fucking make it right, yo. Nah. That don't make it right. You know. That that those two things I think the, what bother me the most about this whole thing. Because at the end of the day, and none of these other races doing it like that. Mexicans stick together. Uh, not even Mexican, just Latino descent. Mm-hmm. You know whether uh, uh, from 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 uh, uh, Asians to you know to white people mm-hmm. to to even Africans, even though they're black, mm-hmm. they they ride they ride different together than we do as black people. And I'm not trying to separate the two, but it's it just it's just what I see. No, it's a thing, though. I mean, definitely people from Africa, you know, definitely rock differently with each other than what we do here. We act like we yeah. each other's em- enemies here. And you meet one Nigerian and they meet another Nigerian and they're like, oh, you might, you you know, you're from where I'm from. Like, we cool now. Yeah. yeah. So it it it's it, it, like, I agree with you 3000 percent. Don't. Don't cry to me about Black Lives Matter, this and that. And we don't value our own life. We don't value our own goal. Right. So, so you can't be mad. And I hate to say this, but you can't be mad when come, people come and take your goal. Because mm-hmm. you don't value it. But they value it, so we're going to come take it. Because we know what, what it's worth. Yeah. You know, so I mean. I really feel bad for the baby mother in this one. And I'm really glad that you brought that up, Savan, because I really see people bashing her like, oh, it's her fault, blah, blah, blah. She the ops. Why did she put the picture out? Why did she do this, that, and the third? And it's like, you know, it's it's not her fault if he wasn't moving the correct way during in, but, in but certain again, places. Like he posted a, a picture 45 mm-hmm. minutes ago getting out the car. Right. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying I'm really thankful that you brought that up. Just as a black woman, like, I'm really grateful that you brought that up because most people are so quick to like, oh, it was her fault. And, you know, as a woman, when you're dealing with somebody who's living in a certain kind of lifestyle, like, yeah, you should be aware. But that person got to be aware, too. Yeah, I think so. so. I really do yeah. appreciate you. Like, big ups yeah, to you. It's, 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 it's a two way street. And mm-hmm. You can't, for a women point of view, you can't be with a street nigga and not have your head on the swivel too because you're a target just because you're with him. Absolutely. Or quote-unquote quote, quote, street nigga or nigga getting money or nigga in the streets, like, you're a target too. They mm-hmm. can't get to the nigga for you and the kids. It's true. So right. it's like, you have to you have to move accordingly as well. But like I said, to sit and try to blame her, y'all niggas is pussies. Mm-hmm. Everybody, <laughs> male or female, white, black, pink, purple, whatever the fuck. All y'all some pussies mm-hmm. for blaming that woman. She got enough going on. Like I said, she she lost her, her partner. She lost her co-parent. That her, She has to deal for the rest of her life with her child asking, where's my dad or what happened to my dad and the trauma that is going to cause for that kid. So I, I had a question. Go ahead. So I got a question, right? So obviously you made a really valid point, right? Like I've been a woman in that situation before where, um, you know, you're dealing with somebody who is really in the streets, right? 
Do mm-hmm. you think that at any point she should have been like, nah, like let's not let's not be posting stuff like this. Let's not do this. It's not a good idea. Yes and no, because you gotta live your life. You're gonna post, we all post. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in a moment, right? But we all we all addicted to this to, the, to this disease called social media. Yeah. So, but it's just hard to say because it's like he he brought them there. She didn't. Yeah. Because if she would, if they would have went to the one on Sunset and Gower, where a lot of people go to, or the one LeBrand Pico, where a lot of people go to, it probably don't happen. Yeah. And and to a yeah. whole another point too, there's there's a couple other things that t- that happened in this story too, because they were saying something like you know speaking of her being able to tell him what to do, there's even part of this that he just let her back in her Instagram. Like he's changed. He evidently had changed her password or something. And she just really was able to get back mm-hmm. in her past in her Instagram, maybe like a few days before that, or maybe even that day. You understand what I'm saying that because he had changed her password that, you know, so what was the reason for that? I mean, like till Savon's point, man, like you never know what these couples are doing or like him in charge oh, or you, my woman, or the, the, you know, the dynamics of just how they move. Right. Or whatever. Um, but you know, I, I think overall, you know, to, to everyone's point here, I think that at the end of the day, a couple of things can come out of this, right? You 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 have to, and we should all know this off top, him being an artist, him just being a dude that from what he even would claim in other interviews, he knows the block, he knows the street. Because like I said, the interview from Academics jumped out there maybe like not even 24 hours later of him talking about he felt he was about to be robbed maybe a, a week before that. But he felt like the dude showed their hand maybe too soon. So you already know, dude, that this can happen to you in these surroundings. So the whole You already know I mean you are you're he should know he's a target because he got money. Mm-hmm. Right. Like anybody whether you, if you're a straight dude with money, you're a target. Let alone an athlete, let alone an artist, uh a, a a politician, a movie actor, TV actor, if you have money and you look like money, even if you have one pair, one red cent, because people, you know, fake the fuck, you're a target. Right. Let alone be black mm-hmm. with all of that. You're a target. Yeah. And and people just want to seem oblivious to that. And I don't know why. I think it's sad. I think it's real weird how he almost prophesied it happening. You know what I'm saying? Like you see that happening with a lot of rappers too, um, that end up, you know, getting killed, getting robbed, whatever. They always happen to prophesize it. They a week or two before, a month before, yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm a I'm gonna be a target. And then end up in a strange situation where it happens. I mean, just in the simplest forms, though, like if you from Philly, New York, like that's not even you ain't even went to Cali yet. Even in your own city, you ain't even just like, look, man, you just ain't walking around the city with no 30 grand worth of jewelry on 40 grand worth of jewelry on and no security and not expecting that in your travels, somebody ain't going to try you. I don't care who it is. I I, I just believe that, you know, so, you know, in its simplest forms, I think that we just got to start thinking like that, like as brothers, Mm -hmm. too, like you making this money, security should come with that. And also just to Savon's point. Just understanding, yo, bro, like you didn't need that to go to breakfast. Jewelry could have stayed in the room or get your Roscoe's to go or go to another location if that's what you guys really had a taste for, you know, and maybe this whole thing plays out different. And again, 
not that he should have to live like that, but this is the world we live in, you know, and coming up. Right. No, nah, I got to correct you. You should be living like that. Like you should be like. Well, I think what gets what the reason I say that is because I think sometimes what gets lost in these conversations is like even the point about blaming his baby mother. Like she didn't actually do the killing. The person who did the killing is ultimately responsible. Right. But I right. think like you said, for safety reasons. Yeah, we do. We should like we got to just. I just try to be careful, period, nowadays. Like I said, when you, from everything from where, I mean, look at those people in Buffalo that they just did grocery shopping and some kid drives two hours and there's a mass shooting. This world has become yeah. so crazy that you just don't know where it's going to jump off at. Kids at That's school, true. whatever, right? So to me, I just think you have to take that extra second that as crazy as it sounds to be like, yo, let me check this, let me check this movie theater to see where the exits are. Let me make mm-hmm. sure that mine are right here where I can see them. So if I got to make a move, I can get them out of here as safely as possible if there's a chance of that, you know? i'm saying and i it's crazy that that's the world we live in but that is indeed the world we live in you know but to that other point i still believe when it's all said and done black got black lives gotta matter to us too man because that to me is where a lot of it start because i i just feel like when i go to the places like that i'm more worried about somebody that look like me than somebody that don't and that's sad that's down that's sad man savon i i appreciate you uh Stopping through, man, and and pollying with me and Miss Melissa L today on the pod, man. Uh, what you got next on the agenda? You going on a tour? You going overseas? Cause I, you be world traveling too. I think you and Melissa. Where you, can you, we catch you? you? Where? Don't do that. Don't do that. Where we can catch him at? Because the, the the brother be a little bit everywhere. Don't don't do that. Listen, so do I. Listen, Savon, where are you going next? I don't so want to hear nothing about his little world right travels. There. I don't hear uh, about his world travels. Because I just got back from Dubai. Literally Tuesday, I got home. Um, I just got back from Dubai. Um, I'm going to the Philippines in December. Then for my birthday, I'm probably going to Thailand. We had to ask. We had to ask. You see? He's Listen, on tour. Where in Thailand are you going? Are you going to, um, I hear people go to like, it's called, is it Phuket? How you it's, pronounce it's, that? It, I, I used to say fuck it, but I'll just recently <laughs> put it. Phuket. Or Phuket, Phuket. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Pontong Beach when we when I go there. Um, and then I might be going to Lake, Co- uh, not Lake Como, but Paris and London in August. Man, I wanted Listen, to know. I wanted, I'm trying to be man, like you. Listen, man, I wanted to I know what to I wanted to know what records was coming out. You and Melissa over here talking about the vacations and, and- hold. On. I'm trying to hear about the vacations because I can fit in a suitcase. Savan, <laughs> let me know. I will fly my little ass out to LA, got put a- myself in a suitcase, oh my God. and we going around the world, baby. Oh What's God. up? You got the whole family. I don't think you got want the- to be in that suitcase for 18, 12, 15 hours. Stop. <laughs> Get real uncomfortable. <laughs> you got any new projects um, on the horizon over at Epic, man? You got anything new jumping off? Um, uh, yes. Uh, you know, DDG has an album coming out on 9:30. We just signed Oxlade, um, Afrobeat artist. Um, uh, of course, you know we, we're heavy on the Southside records, the Khaled, the Future, Giveon. You know, he he's currently on tour right now. Mm. Um. Um, India Sean, we working as a priority, and you know, just just a lot. Like, there's more coming. Um, just can't say nothing, of course. Right. But you know, it's getting to the fourth quarter. You know, this this is when all labels, you know, we, we bring out the big guns and start and just start, you know, dropping. Mm-hmm. Bro, hey man, um, I just appreciate you taking the time, man. My man, Sylvan Marshall, Epic Records, man. What is your official title other than Worldwide Traveler? <laughs> like I said, my official title is West Coast Director of Urban Promotions and Lifestyle. Man. Um, 
yeah. It's a mouthful, man. Imagine trying to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Savon Marshall. I'm the West Coast. Hey, <laughs> I hey. mean, no, when it comes quick, I just be like, I'm the West Coast rep. Like, I'm not finna say all that, you know. <laughs> Had a long, drawn-out spilling, but it's like, yeah, I'm the West Coast web work at Epic. You know, I do radio and promo, blah, 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 blah. I, I definitely, you know, shorten it. You, you, you want, know, so. You want to you you give us your team real quick? You know, NFL season is here, you know. Who you, who you... you know what? I don't have an NFL team. Uh, oh, just I had a team. They, I had a team. They pissed me off, and I, I never put them again. Were you a Cowboys fan? I know what team it was. Were you it a... was the Panthers. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was no. I'm, I was. I'm gonna tell the story. So I've been a Panther fan. Like when they first was announced, came out in '95. As a 12, 13 year old, I had the whole Panther bathroom, Panther you know carpet, bedroom. Like baby blues were my favorite color. So it was the first baby blue NFL team. Right. Mm-hmm. Before I learned about throwbacks and the old Charger jerseys. But this is like '95, '96 when I came. So it was I, Panthers was my team. Lo and behold, in the future, my baby cousin, my first baby cousin, gets drafted by the Panthers. Oh, nice. Wow. It's destined. You know, so we always feel like that was my mom's doing. Um, but he, he had a situation against a certain team. The coaches know they was wrong, and they cut him in the midseason. He was part of the Super Bowl team that went with the Panthers. Oh, wow. Um, and, and they cut him, and ever since then, I never fucked with him. So I, I don't have a. So you, so you just enjoy football now. You just enjoy. I, I enjoy football. You know me and my dad are football heads. Like, right. So you already know I enjoy the sport from high school up. Like and this and this one thing out front. I love the fact they got so much more high school football than back when I was growing up. I love watching it from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, locked in. Right. Well, well, you know. Ah, well, you know. I, 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 I won't bring up the Buccaneers. Then I'll just let that go and just. Going out of here, you know. I mean, you know, you never know. want to talk shit. I got shit. I'm not. Oh, I got no. nothing to talk about. <laughs> I got spilled. I got spilled. I am from a certain city. <sighs> I born away from a certain city. You know, I'm not gonna say nothing, but you know, Ethan, why you, you know, did this? Why you open up this can of worms and now like, you putting your head down? But you know, you know what I'm saying? Like he told me, like I can't be. He asked you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, my dad's. Uh, the, I told him my dad's the Rams fan. I'm not a Rams fan. Man, I just, but I just, want to talk. I didn't know, I didn't I'm necessarily play native. No, you know, I asked like three times, Ethan. Don't start. <laughs> Might not be a fan, but we still chats, baby. Okay. My man. And unfortunately, you said it. My dad went to the game. <laughs> mm. My man, Sylvan Marshall, man, Epic Records, man. Like I said, I, I appreciate you more than words, man. And, and I'm, Glad you took the time in it. And I also appreciate you, man. Like I said, it's always good to get that real insight on what's going on in somebody's city as opposed to, you know, everything that we hear on the news because, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, it's going to be what it be. And, and you know, yes. um, we lost another brother. Hopefully we get better at all of that, man. And I appreciate your time. And as always, um, and I appreciate everybody rocking with us here at the DJ Can Podcast. Miss Melissa L., where can they find you at online? Miss Melissa L can be found on Instagram. She can be found on TikTok. Um, Melissa L, spell Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Y'all know E-L-L-E, like the magazine. Throw an underscore in the front. Boom, that's me, baby. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> rhyme. That should be a rapper. Oh, my God. Sylvain, <laughs> where can they find you at online, my brother? Uh, I'm simple. I'm not that creative. Sylvain Marshall, my name, S-Y-L-V-O-N-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. 
Hey man, for everybody rocking with us here at the DJ Aiken Podcast, man, of course, at everything at DJ Aiken and on YouTube at DJ Aiken TV. Shout out to my folks here at uh, Radio Influence, my man Jason, who puts up with this foolishness every single week, man. All right. Uh, Jason, <laughs> everybody, man. I don't know, Jason was, no, you did say his name earlier. Yeah, Jason, uh, yeah. Jason be here. Don't run without Jason. To everybody, man, like, subscribe, download all that good stuff wherever you get your podcast fixed, man. The DJ Aiken Podcast, man. I appreciate you rocking with us every week, man. We gone. Holla! I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.